In fact, I always say not knowing, like being in the seat of, I don't really know is one of the best seats in the house because you're actually available to learn. You're actually available to transform. You're available to be molded, to be made into the person you desire to be. If you enter a room and you already know it all, well, I mean, that's, you're going to just stay in that seat. Come with me, we will look inside Health and wellness redefined Welcome back to the Shut Your Gut Up podcast. This is your host, Kristen. And if you're new here, we are redefining wellness by talking about the shit that people don't really talk about. Today's guest is an embodiment coach, a worldwide mindfulness teacher, a community leader and speaker that I've had the pleasure of working with for a brief time, Um, but I'm super excited to welcome Leslie Medley to the show. Hello, 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 community. (laughs) I know that I've gotten to know you quite a bit on so many different levels. Um, but I'd love, you know, kind of from your own words, besides, you know, your little bio, um, for you to describe what you do, because you just have so much, I don't even know, like powerful mindfulness related stuff, but I know you dabble into breath work and you've been to like all over the world training for things. So I'd love to hear from you, like a brief overview of all of the amazing stuff you've gotten into. Yes. And it's so funny. Anytime I'm on a podcast and they're like, all right, tell us about what you do or tell us how you got into it. I'm like, well, that could be the whole podcast interview. And so we're not going to have this be the whole podcast interview today. (laughs) But just like Kristen said, I, I have had the honor and the privilege of not only traveling the world, but studying in some of the most sacred and ancient places around the world, studying mindfulness, sacred spirituality, breath work, meditation, and ultimately the original teachings of yoga. I had the privilege and honor of studying at the base of the Himalayas in India, where yoga originated, where in our Western society, yoga is reduced down to really more of a workout, maybe a little mindfulness thrown in, but meditation is actually yoga. All meditations, all forms stem from the original teachings of yoga, breath work, all forms, no matter how cool it's branded, stem from the original teachings of yoga. There is a path of yoga called Guyana yoga. This is correction of intellect, aka mindset work. So really all personal development and spiritual teachings stem from the original yogas, which the Vedas are the original, some of the oldest scriptures that we know to be found on this planet. So not only are they very, very time tested, but I'm always blown away that the yogis were sitting in a cave somewhere in India playing with their bodies, playing with energy, playing with their breath and awakening their consciousness. And this is before they had labs and science technology to prove it. And now every time I see an article flood through Facebook, like modern science finally proves that sound healing or finally proves that breath work. And it's like, it's couple thousand years later. And so that is ultimately, I could go into deeper how I really landed here, but ultimately 
I am a teacher of yoga and that does not just fall under the physical aspect as though that is an important component, but really the holistic technologies of healing and awakening that it is. Yeah. I love that. And I love that the explanation you just gave, because, um, I've been seeing more and more how people are saying, oh, yoga is not you know, being on the mat and doing stuff like you can do yoga all day, every day in your life and how you are traveling the earth and everything. So I love that you just had that whole explanation because it just nailed it right on the head. <laughs> totally. Thank you. Um, so I really want to talk about breath work today because it's something that has really helped me in my health journey. Um, but I know there's like, you know, kind of like the commercialized stuff out there at this point. Um, but there's so many different types of breath work and um, benefits to breath work. So um, I guess what kind of breath work are you trained in? And cause I think you've done several different types and I'd love to hear some of your thoughts too, on like how kind of current breath work has kind of become a little commercialized and like how to make sure you're, you know, diving in, if somebody's interested in diving in into like some of the, the real stuff. Yes. Oh, I just like got chills. I love this question because I just, I feel like I was born to bust myths. It's like what I love doing and I do it every single day. And I, I really love that we're having this conversation because unfortunately I meet a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, I've done breath work. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. But like, eh, you know, I've done it. I've done it. And really not understanding, just like you said, that there's so many different types, there's so many different forms, and it's just like, a, it is a meditation practice. So just to do it one time would be like to go to the gym one time. Are you going to see the benefits that you really want to see health-wise or even physically? No way, not even close. Can one session change your life? Absolutely. But really to have just oh, I tried it one time here at this event or one time here at that event is really cutting it short and ultimately cutting yourself short of what's possible within. And so I'll talk a little bit about what is most common and then I'll reel it back into what I teach and where I was trained. And most often, if you're in the West, AKA the Americas, and you were to search breath work or you, would, you were to attend a breath work class or a session, most often than not, it's going to be a three-part breath or a holotropic breath work, somatic breath work. And then of course, people have taken this technique and branded it and named it all different kinds of things. But ultimately, it's one technique that takes one weekend to be trained in. It is absolutely extremely powerful because ultimately what you're doing in this technique is you're hyper-oxygenating the system. Just in general, as humans and as Americans, we do not breathe properly. So even just simply taking a deep breath, if you were to sit your posture back and deepen your breath right now, you'll notice a shift. So imagine taking a lot of deep breaths for like 30, 45 minutes, you're going to feel something. And in a society that's very asleep and in a society that's very sick, honestly, Doing this breath work for 30, 45 minutes is very transformational and causes huge shifts on a cellular level, an energetic level, and even a physical level. 
it's really interesting. Actually, I come from a background of ICU nursing and I didn't realize it at the time, but I worked with ventilated patients and I was actually doing breath work with them through the ventilator because there's different settings that have the lungs breathe deeper, faster, slower, depending on the outcome. And why we're doing that is because we want to create a shift in the pH. You hear all the time now, it's like, be alkaline, don't be acidic, go drink this water. Well, we could have once again, a whole nother conversation around that. And we won't today drinking the alkaline water is not going to shift your pH. (laughs) The most effective way to be in an alkaline state versus an acidic state, which we now know is the prime state. If you're in an acidic state for disease, disease in the body and actual physical disease is breath work is deep breath. And so this form that most people have experienced is absolutely effective. I never, ever will trash it. I even teach it as well as participate in it myself. However, it's only one technique. Pranayama, which is a yoga technique. This is most people just say pranayama means breath work. But prana is actually energy, it's life force, and yama is tuning. So you're fine tuning the energetic system, you're fine tuning all the other layers of yourself that go past the physical. And you do that through the breath. Like I said, the breath is the most effective in clearing toxins, in clearing this acidic state where most disease and pain and suffering lies. So when I traveled to India and I had the opportunity of being trained by my guru who teaches from the Himalaya technique, this is Kriya yoga, this is Kundalini yoga, this is the original teachings of yoga. I haven't even been initiated in all of the practices, but through the 500 plus hours I have been trained in, I have been initiated into over 80 techniques. And so that just shows you if there's this one technique that's really popular and it's kind of, it's a little bit of a chaotic breath. I know Kristen, you've participated in it. It's really intense. And that's typically what we want. Like I said, we want to wake ourselves up. We want to clear it out and we want to feel better. But sometimes for some people, they actually need to calm the nervous system. They don't need to stimulate it. In fact, (laughs) they need to like de-stimulate it. Sometimes they need to maybe open up more of the heart center, ground down through the root. They're very ungrounded in their life. And so there's so many different styles of breath and techniques depending on what's needed within the system. And so I think that just already gives the audience, gives you an idea of how expansive these teachings really are. Like I said, I haven't even been initiated in all of the practices. I don't know if I ever could be in this life. I'm constantly learning new practices, sharing new practices. And really what I believe is important anytime we're diving into mindfulness, meditation, breath work is typically we're bringing our Western conditioned mind, which is very conditioned to know it all, learn it all, be an expert in it. But oftentimes when we come from that perspective, we're kind of missing the point because we're now working with energy here, which is unlimited. Like it literally, you can't like really, I mean, I'm actually dating a scientist now and we talk about this all the time. Like you really can't, you can study it. You can try to define it, 
but this is where we get into the quantum. And so anytime you're working with breath, you're working with meditation, you're working with even learning spirituality, I invite you to come from just a very open mind that the point is to not know it all. In fact, I always say not knowing, like being in the seat of, I don't really know, is one of the best seats in the house because you're actually available to learn. You're actually available to transform. You're available to be molded, to be made into the person you desire to be. If you enter a room and you already know it all, well, I mean, that's, you're going to just stay in that seat. Yeah. That reminds me of a quote I heard a long time ago. That's like, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you've touched on, you know, some of the physical benefits um, of doing this breath work, but there's, you know, part of that energy and the emotional benefits. Like I've done exactly one breath work session with Leslie and I was actually working for her as a virtual assistant at the time. This was when I was still doing virtual assisting as part of my business. And one breath work session had such an emotional shift in me that I literally quit working with her. Then the next day I quit VA work altogether and ended up now finding my dream job besides, you know, running my own business. Um, but as a health coach for a doctor, and that literally all stemmed from one breathwork session with you. So it was also funny when you mentioned, you know, can one, can one session be transformative? It absolutely can. I mean, I've done breathwork. Um, it was actually a big, big part of my Lyme treatment protocol mm-hmm. because Lyme cannot survive in high levels of oxygen. So when you're doing breathwork and pumping that oxygen into your body, um, like I would often feel pretty sick afterwards because totally. having the Herx effect of, you know, the Lyme cells dying off. Um, but it was a big part. So I've done breath work for quite a bit, but it is such, so different a, when you're doing it on your own versus with a facilitator, but then the different, even facilitators, you could be doing the same breath work, um, the same styles, but then, you know, depending how, what your facilitator fuses into it too, it can be such a powerful transformative, um, experience. Totally, totally. And I just want to add in, I remember when Kristen messaged me and was like, because we had just started working together, really. And she's like, I feel so bad. And I literally, she's like, I hope you're not upset. And I'm like, yo, like, this is the whole point. Like, I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked for you. And just to see how far you've come in such a short amount of time, like you said, that session really catapulted you into your dream job refreshing your business, diving deeper into your business. And oh, it, that's, that's a testament. That's a true testament of this work and what's possible. Yeah. It was funny. Cause you were the first person who's ever responded. Like I'm like, Hey, um, I'm going to not be working with you. And you were like, yes, that's so great. And I was like, <laughs> wow, it's so refreshing to have somebody like so excited when you tell them that, but yeah, because I mean, I don't know if you've ever read the body keeps the score, but I've done, you know, I just finished my bachelor's in psychology and there's so much, so much out there on how emotions and energy gets trapped in the body and having that kind of, I mean, like you were talking about the intense breath work that we did, it, it really just gets you like into that, like out of your head state. Cause you're focused on this breathing. And then all of a sudden you just feel these emotions and it can have such powerful 
breakthroughs stemming from that. Totally. And I always say that the subconscious mind is the body. It's the record keeper, just like you said, of all of the emotions, your past traumas, even if you don't feel like you've lived a traumatic childhood, every time you were sad and held it in, or every time you got told, no, sit down, shut up you've maybe compartmentalized it. Maybe you've worked through it. Maybe you've chosen a gratitude perspective, but that all of those memories lie within the body. And then we're just basically these big adults walking around these big kids as adults walking around pretending we're okay. And so as soon as we dive into breath work, well, even just sitting with ourselves in meditation, that's why most people say, Oh, I can't meditate. Cause as soon as we sit still, it all begins to arise. It's uncomfortable. It's too much. Add a little bit of breath to amplify that. And it's a lot. However, it's not anything to be scared of. However, it can be uncomfortable. But once again, it's important that we look at just once again, the conditioning that we have, that pain is bad, that sadness is bad. And ultimately what you're doing here is you're healing. You're freeing yourself of what's holding you back, weighing you down and causing you to be physically ill most of the time. And so as soon as we can shift our association that emotions are bad or emotions shouldn't be expressed, that's already a step towards liberation. Yeah. And I mean, the biggest changes come from sitting in those places, because if you're always comfortable, why change anything? Where if you're uncomfortable and you're realizing things, that's when the shifting really can begin. Totally. And one of my favorite quotes, I think about it all the time. Tony Robbins said, you're either going to change from inspiration or from desperation, one or the other. And in my experience, it's usually been desperation. (laughs) I'm finally getting to a place where I'm like, let's not always do it the hard way. Like let's actually be inspired and change. But usually it's when we get to this place of like my life, like we're desperate. And that's when we finally seek out the help, the healing that we need. Yeah. And I mean, being in this space of like sitting with yourself and like, kind of like you said, is coming, coming to the table with this openness to learning and becoming more aware. Like that is the key point in that too, because then you can actually like hear the messages that are trying to come through to you. So you don't fall deeper into that desperation before you can even make the changes. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So for people who've never done breath work before, um, how would you suggest getting into it? Or are there resources or do you offer, you know, teaching, or I don't even know if you're doing like workshop classes now, I guess if I'm a person who knows nothing about breath work until I heard this podcast, you yes. know, what's the best way to get started? Yes. Yes. There's so many resources online. And I think sometimes that's, it's a positive thing, right? But sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming because I know even for myself, if I want to learn something new, whether it's a new technique or, or whatever it may be, you search it in Google and it's like, thousands of videos come up. You of course have your top people, but then you, and, and I don't know about you, but I get a little bit overwhelmed. I'm like, how do I know which one to do? I want to do all of them, but like, I also have limited time. I'm very mindful of my time. And so I don't, I want to make sure whichever one I do is worth it. Right. Yeah. And so if you've been in that space, just know that, I mean, I experienced that it's very normal. However, there are 
a lot of resources on YouTube. If you were to type in a breathwork session, you can find, I'm sure like 10 minute all the way up to hour, you know, hour long sessions and really dive in and play around. Ultimately, I always suggest and remind you to trust yourself. If you start a session and, and of course, once again, be mindful, there's going to be discomfort. However, if it just doesn't feel good, you're like, ah, oh, this feels a little, I don't know. It just doesn't, there's something about this session that just doesn't land for me. Trust that, trust that, but also trust your ability to stay, trust your ability to be in the discomfort and reach the other side and go all the way. I myself, I do have quite a few resources myself. In fact, I have an entire online virtual community that this is what we do day in and day out. We don't just do breath work, but that is one of the modalities that we utilize for personal growth, spiritual growth and healing. And so we have one live event, a live event that's also, of course, recorded for a replay every single week from community events to breath work events to mindset teachings, workshops. I bring in guests. This isn't a membership where I record some meditations and they go and collect digital dust. This is something that's a very live, thriving, living, breathing community of women who come together with the same intention to continue their growth. For those of you that are maybe wanting to like dabble, like this sounds incredible. I'm really nervous. YouTube's great, but I kind of get overwhelmed and I really would like that live guidance. Don't know if I want to join a membership. I also got you. I now actually, it's pretty crazy. I think it's almost two going on three years now. Every single month, I've been hosting the online breathwork workshop. This is a two hour workshop once a month. It's also, once again, it's live with a recording. For you to just come and drop in, I always say it's the best opportunity to kind of dip your toes in to just first of all, see what this community is about, and to also really experience a guided breathwork uh, journey. And so you can always, I'm sure Kristen will put in my information where you can find the, the next online breathwork workshop. It's typically the first of every month, but just check on the date for that. It is going to be your most cost-effective, most reachable way to not only learn from me, but to really have a live, trustworthy, guided breathwork session. We actually typically start with a mindset teaching and there's a different theme every month. I really tap into the collective and what my community's going through. For example, right now, there's a lot of surrendering required. I don't know about in your life, but like it's like, Ooh, okay, this happened. And now this happened plot twist. And it's like, I'm really needing to trust and surrender to the unfolding. There's my way. And then there's the greater plan. And so that's one example of a theme this month is sacred surrender. And so we'll be diving into that teaching. I give you tools. I give you actual tangible, like this is what you can do in your daily life you'll learn really quickly that I'm a teacher that I'm not just going to talk at you. And I'm really not even interested in you knowing all this information if you can't use it in your daily life. And so I really do my best to make it as implementable, digestible, and ultimately integrative where you can take the teachings, even the breath work and continue to integrate it in your life, to use it, to grow and to expand and to liberate. And so you can find all of that information in the, in the notes that Kristen provides, but I would also encourage you to look on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and you go to the events tab 
And you can even search in your local area. There's going to be online, once again, more virtual options. But then now that COVID's kind of shifting a little bit, the in-person events are back. And so depending on your level of comfort with in-person events, it can be extremely powerful to be in a room of other people, once again, with that same intention to heal, to dive into breath work, to discover what breath work is and to do that together. So there are tons of resources. I always like to open myself up, reach out to me, send me a direct message on social media, on Instagram and say, Hey, I live in this area. Do you know anybody? Or, you know, how do I join your online breath work workshop? And I can absolutely support you in getting yourself a seat. Yeah. And it's super cool being like either, whether it's your community or being, you know, in an in-person class and just the non-judgmental space that it is. Like I've, I've been in classes where I'm literally just like tears flowing from my face and everyone is like so supportive of it. Like they know you're going through it and they might be going through it too. Like you're opening yourself up and it's, it's a, it's a cool experience because, you know, when we're out in the world and stuff, you don't always get to experience that. And when everybody is there for the same intention of healing, um, it's such a different space to be in. Totally. I love that you brought that point out because oftentimes we're so nervous to enter these spaces, whether it's virtual or in person. And first of all, that's so natural. That's, I always say it's, if we break down the sensations of nervousness and excitement, it's really, I don't know about you, but my palms are sweating. I got bubbles in my gut. Like it's really the same. We just label it as excitement or nervousness. And then we decide which one's good and which one's bad. But to really remind yourself that you're not entering this room with the normal world that is judgmental, that has a lot to say, that has a lot of opinions. You're entering a room with people who not only have the same intention that you do, but have been where you are or are current, currently walking similar, a, such a similar path to what you're walking. And oftentimes when we've never been in those environments, that alone can be uncomfortable because we're just not used to people being so open and so nice, like gen- genuinely caring. Um, But I believe that alone, even that portion, and that's why I run my online community because I saw I can do some powerful work one-on-one for sure, but for women to be in the presence of other women and, and experience that it's not all backstabbing and gossip, that alone can be so healing. And so I, I once again, want to remind you to trust yourself. If you feel this calling for community, if you feel this calling for healing, deepening your healing, maybe you've been on this journey. I just, I already feel a lot of you. I just feel that if you're listening to this podcast, you've been dabbling, like you've read the books, you're clearly listening to the podcast, and maybe you've even hired some mentors, but I just feel that you, you have this calling to go deeper. You have this calling for more. And I invite you to deeply trust that you're not trust. You're not going to know what that means right now. You're not even going to know maybe what that looks like or what's to come, but your only job is to trust that and take the first step and then take the next step and then open up the conversation and then enter the room and then follow what fuels your soul. And then little by little by little, you're picking up the pieces to the puzzle piece of your vision. And before you know it, you'll look up and you'll be like, whoa, whoa, I created this. 
I created this one step at a time, one breath at a time. Yeah. And even in that, it's like when you're surrounded by people like that and have that community space, you never know who you might meet that might stimulate change, you know, outside of the breath work and, you know, in, in that community space is like, I don't know, I've met some powerful people. I met you through Caitlin and, you know, just this whole grapevine of things and totally. just being open to that. And the, the cool part about virtual stuff is if you aren't comfortable yet, you know, you can turn your, you can turn your video off and just be there and be in the presence and then slowly, you know, start <laughs> turning your video on and seeing, you know, let, let yourself kind of gradually get into that space. So that's, what's cool about, um, the virtual space, but I do want to ask you, I guess, or notes, because if people have never tried breathwork before, it is a physical experience in the sense that you can experience, you know, lightheadedness, tingliness. I want to touch on that because, you know, in, as far as like the emotional discomfort and the physical discomfort, like we mentioned, or maybe the like discomfort of being in the presence of people, whatever, obviously all valid discomforts. Um, but there, there is that physical experience you go through. And I would love for you to touch on that a little bit. Um, just because your body's not used to so much oxygen being in there. Totally. totally. And I love that you even earlier in the episode brought in Lyme disease. And so, and how it was, it was even a different, more discomfort for you even specifically. And so depending on your pre-existing conditions, even it doesn't mean you can't do breath work, but your experience might be a little bit different. And so on a general sense, one of the most common physical sensations you'll experience is definitely these tingles or the lightheadedness. And once again, that's because we are not used to receiving so much oxygen into our system. And so we're receiving this flood of oxygen. And really what I want to remind what you're doing here is you're playing with gases. You're playing, you're literally playing with carbon dioxide and oxygen. And if you were in a lab doing this, it could get a little combusted. Like you could literally like blow some stuff up. And so once again, this isn't to be scared of because you're working with your own body. However, just know the severity of what you're doing here. And so I would say the most common physical sensation is lightheadedness. Most of the time when you're doing breath work, you're laying down. So there's really nothing to worry about. You're not going to necessarily pass out. And even if you do shift consciousness just a little bit, you're going to come right back. You're not going to pass out to the sense, you know, especially in our society. Once again, it's like passing out, oh, call the ambulance, but it's really okay. It's really okay. And what I like to call it is it's a shift in consciousness. You're moving from most of the time in our day-to-day -day society, our brainwaves are in the beta, very fast, very active brainwave state, maybe alpha if we're lucky, rarely ever if never into the theta state. So oftentimes, even when in this used to be my experience as well, when we sit down for meditation, we immediately get tired. And that's because for most of us, we're used to go, go, go stimulation, fight or flight state that as soon as we do go into either a breathwork session or a meditative state, our body's like, oh, it's, it's sleep time. It's bedtime because that's the only time your body experiences that rest and digest and theta wave state. So 
when we're flooding our system with oxygen, it's very common to feel tingly all over your body. There is an energetic component. You're literally awakening your energetic body. We actually have five layers or koshas in the, in the yogic perspective, five layers of our being. Most of us, we definitely know we got a physical, we can see it, we can touch it. So we believe it, but we have four other layers, energetic, mental, emotional, all the way down to the soul center. And so when we're working with breath, just like Kristen so beautifully said, we're moving out of the mind, we're moving out of the physical and working with and accessing these deeper layers. What's also happening here on a physiological standpoint is anytime you take a deep breath, but especially some of these techniques, you're stimulating the vagal nerve, which is the largest nerve in your entire body. It's really truly connected to almost everything. And it's the regulator nerve. This is why they say, you know, yogis, when they're meditating and doing breath work, they can lower their heart rate because you absolutely can. In fact, by deepening the breath and diving into some of these techniques, you can control your heart rate. You can control obviously your breath pattern, your mind brain wave states from really, really fast, really, really stressed to slow. This is your regulator of temperature. That's why in sessions, sometimes you'll either get really, really hot or sometimes really, really cold. You're literally almost like you can think of it like you're massaging, you're activating the regulator of your digestion, of your temperature, of everything that we want health-wise, you're stimulating. So in the session, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. Like I said, you might be cold, you might be hot, you might be lightheaded, you might be emotional, you might be a little nauseous. This is all temporary. This is all temporary. You are causing a balancing effect, a purification effect. It's just like when you, you feel sick and you need to throw up, it's got to go somewhere, right? Like it's got to come out. Or if you keep it in, you're going to keep feeling sick. And so that's really what your body is doing is attempting to reach the most prime regulatory states across all boards. Everyone will experience something different, even on an energetic level, an emotional level and a physical level, because we all have walked a different journey. If you ever enter a session, hopefully they talk about lobster claws or, or the I've, I heard it in a session one time. I don't necessarily teach it this way, but I laugh every time, butthole mouth. And it's when your, your lips literally basically get um, locked into a purse lip kind of rounded like butthole position, <laughs> or your, your hands can kind of look like lobster claws. When this is happening, it can be scary because you feel out of control. Once again, we're so used to being in control and knowing and knowing and knowing what's going to happen next. And we know, and we know. So now when you're working with your vagal nerve, you're working with your breath, everything's up and down and shifting all of a sudden, you don't know, and you feel out of control. And that alone for some people is the breakthrough. And what's happening really on a physiological level, if you have your mouth contracting or your hands contracting, I believe there's a huge energetic component, but on a physiological level, you just have, you've just retained a little bit too much CO2. You just have a little bit too much CO2. And so that's when you need to then deepen the breath even more, receive in a little bit more oxygen. Maybe you're not exhaling as much. Once again, we're not used to these deep breaths in or out. 
And so oftentimes we'll not be exhaling as much as we need to. And so we're building up a little CO2. Once again, we're working with gases here and that's where you'll experience cramping. You'll experience kind of the locked hands. I also like to guide my students into what have you been holding on to? What are you trying to control? And it's really interesting that as soon as they stop trying to get their hands out of it is when it will naturally release. And so I could probably go on and on and on, Kristen, there's, there's really so many different physical symptoms um, that can arise. But one thing I do like to remind my students is it's all temporary. It will all diminish. You will return back to your homeostasis right after the session, sometimes a little shortly after the session. And you'll actually at that point be like, gosh, dang it. I don't want to return back to homeostasis. I want to be more in this high prime, like high on your own supply type of state. The first couple of times it can be alarming. It can be like, what the heck is happening to me? Is this going to go away? But once again, that remind yourself that that alone is part of the breakthrough of not always needing to know what's gonna happen next and deeply trusting that what you're doing is for you and not there to harm you. Yeah, I love that. And it's really um, been cool. I've been, you know, kind of like you said, you don't wanna like leave that that high state. Um, I've been utilizing breath work before, you know, it was more this like mindfulness meditative state where I'm trying to chill afterwards. And lately I've been really using it, um, before workouts and before like hiking, Mm. because especially when you're hiking and it's higher altitude, there's less oxygen. Um, I live in Colorado where it's higher altitude period and having that like extra oxygen when I go out on a hike really makes such a difference in my endurance and ability to breathe. And, um, there's this breath work, cold ice bath teacher, Wim Hof. He does this push up challenge where like some people can do like five push ups and then they do this breath work and suddenly they can do, you know, 30 push ups, 40 push ups. Totally. And totally. it's been cool to, you know, use it in all of these different ways because it really is so beneficial on so many levels. Totally. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad we were able to touch on some of the physical effects because I still remember like the first time that I did breath work, I was like, wait, why am I feeling so dizzy? Like, I don't feel so good. And it's like, you know, because that was me dabbling in it on my own where I just, you know, picked up something, tried to learn how to do it where it's not necessarily in a as facilitated where they're teaching you these things might happen. Um so I'm glad you touched on even like the locking of the hands. Cause that's something I haven't experienced and I didn't even know might happen. Yeah, totally. And, and it's so funny. I oftentimes don't, I, I usually will mention a little bit, but I don't like to mention too much because it's, it does happen for some, but some people never experience it. And I had been doing breath work for ooh, years until it did finally happen to me. And I was like, even though I knew about it, even though I'm a nurse, I literally understand the physiology. And then I'm also a teacher of this work. So I understand the energetic, like I deeply understand it. And even when it happened to me, I was like, wow, this is actually really scary. It is scary when you truly are not in control. And that's when we get to deepen. We were talking about surrender for a brief moment. That's when we really get to surrender into the experience. Um, 
And, and yeah, I love that we're having this conversation because it's so important to really under give your mind something to hold on to our mind wants to know our mind wants to know and oftentimes if we go into it blind i think it's actually better sometimes however giving our mind just a little bit of something to hold on to so that we can actually drop into the session so that we're like okay Leslie said this might happen, this might happen. All right, cool, it's happening, but I'm here for it. I'm I'm in it now. It's nothing to be scared of. And I love that you also talked about the after because during your experience, you can all during your experience, you can also have a very blissful experience. And it in every session in my experience is different, just like every meditation is different. Sometimes my mind's like super overactive. Sometimes I experience the calm. And then afterwards, I I will also say it depends on the person. Most of the time, you're gonna feel like you can climb a whole mountain, you want to like do all the things you've been putting off you feel so prime so great and sometimes you might feel a little drained you might feel tired you might feel like you literally just did the biggest workout of your entire life because you ultimately did you're not lifting weights but you are moving so much emotion so much energy sometimes it is more of a physical experience as well and so if you feel tired after once again no that that's not going to be forever either. However, that is your experience. And this is what I remind all of my students, no matter what arises in your experience, it's really easy and natural for us to compare like, oh, I noticed that person was crying. I wasn't crying. Did I do it right? Or that person was laughing and having like, a, it looked like the time of their life. And I'm over here angry. Whatever arises during and after is for you specifically, no one else to see. Because ultimately, just like we've been talking about this entire episode, you're accessing what lies deep within. So if you're pissed off, guess what? That's for you to look at. That's for you to be with. That's for you to move through. If you're joyous and you feel so blissful, that's been waiting to be accessed within. If you're feeling really tired, rest rest <laughs> we must break the conditioning that rest is bad and unproductive it's one of the most productive things that you can do and so i would love i mean i just think that wraps it up with a beautiful little bow of whatever your experience is face it eat it up drink it marry it be with it because that's ultimately for you and if you're too busy wishing you had a different experience or thinking something wrong with you, you're going to keep doing that. You're going to miss the whole point. That's yeah. be attempting to be communicated directly to you from you. Yeah. And like, I'll just even add to that is like not comparing it to yourself because right. Each experience is different. And it's like, oh, but I was so, I felt so good last time. Why don't I feel good this time? Cause like for me personally, have I, I've experienced incredible clarity from breath work and I've experienced some stuff where I'm like, okay, what the fuck, what does this all mean? And yeah. it's just really sitting in that space of being a gentle observer of yourself and not assigning meaning to whatever comes up, 
but like I'm typically a person who keeps a journal like five inches from me every time I do breath work yeah. because when I'm done I'm like writing it down I'm like I want to remember this yes. see what comes up from it because there is sometimes where it's not very clear but you know we're like onions and as you unpeel back layers you know more and more is going to come up and come through and you might get that clarity you know, a day, two days, two weeks, two months from now. Um, but there's a reason it's all coming up and through. So yeah, not, not comparing to your previous experiences either. And really just sitting in that space of being a gentle observer. Totally, totally. And just like you said, I mean, even months later, really, but even like, I always tell my students even about initially after all the way up to like seven days after all of this is still moving and working. And so I always encourage, definitely we're working on a cellular level. So nourish your cells. That means hydrate them, eat very nutritious foods and keep that level. Just like Kristen was talking about that gentle observation, not just immediately after it's so powerful to journal right after, but even over the next week or so, just really be more in that receptive state watch yourself, watch what's arising. Maybe two days later, you feel super clear and you don't know why trust it. That absolutely is coming from the work that you're doing. Maybe a couple days later, you feel really down and kind of dark and you're like, Whoa, like, where is this coming from? But just like Kristen said, I love, I think a Shrek every time with the onions and the layers and that we're really peeling back what potentially we've been living with our whole life, but we've gotten really, really good at disassociating and pretending we're okay. And so if anything, this is to be celebrated that it's finally here because just like the throw up, it's like, yeah, it's not fun to throw up. No one likes to throw up. I don't think, but it's like, thank God it's coming out. I have some relief. Woo. All right. And so if you're experiencing maybe some darkness or you feel very drained and tired a couple days after really celebrating that this is what's here because now I, now I get to move through it. Now I get to heal it. It's here. You got to feel it to heal it. Yeah. And I always, something I always teach is that it won't come up if you're not ready for it. And the reason yes. it's coming into your field is because you're ready to heal it, clear it, whatever you need to totally. do. And just that reminder of like, Cause a lot of times we're like, Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I wasn't planning on dealing with this right now, but yes. the reason it's here is cause you're ready. Yes. I love that reminder. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're so capable of moving through it, of healing it, of facing it, of ultimately transcending it into whatever the next chapter of your story is going to be just like Kristen, such a beautiful example of this new chapter that she's entered and owning and being and becoming. You wouldn't have really ever guessed that a couple months ago. You couldn't really have predicted that a couple months ago. And so that's really what I call the cosmic joke of it all is we sit over here trying to like move all these chess pieces around. Like we really know what the heck we're doing, but the more that we can really just like be in the game, like so present to the game, not necessarily trying to always move the pieces around around, or I always say, or even just change the whole damn game to begin with. That's when we'll really experience the adventure of life. Yeah. The joy, the, joy, the bliss, the abundance, the whatever you're calling in, that's when you'll experience it. Yeah. And even that breathwork session we did, it was like, I felt this 
overwhelming sense of like hope and joy and stuff after, but I'm like, I don't know what this means. I don't know what this is related to. And it wasn't until like two, three days later, it's like really hit me. Um, cause I was also reading this book called essentialism and it, it's centered around this question is like, is what I'm doing of my highest contribution and, you know, putting all your eggs in a basket kind of there of where your highest contribution is at. And that's, you know, what unfolded within the like three, four days after that breathwork session between the breathwork, that feeling of hope, not sure why reading this book and just having all this, it's like, wow, I'm really just doing too much in order to try to get by that. I can't actually do something to to accelerate that to make it more than getting by and being more than comfortable and it was just being you know allowing that to unfold in its own time and not trying to like force figuring out what it means or having that need to know what it means it was just like okay like I'm enjoying this experience and I'll see what comes up later. And it's, it's really cool to just like watch it all unfold in its own time when you can sit back and allow that to happen. Yes. And you are beautiful. Like you literally have just lived that. And so it's been so cool to watch that happen. And now you get to really guide your clients through that same process of trusting and surrendering and letting go of control. And a lot of these concepts that are very foreign at first, when we've been trained to like figure it out, know what's happening next, you know, push through all really the total opposite of everything you're talking about. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I have one more question that I don't think we touched on. So I know in the very beginning, we talked about, you know, doing something once, can it be transformational? Sure. But how much impact does it really have on your body and everything else? Um, How much breath work per day, per week, what is like a recommended amount to like really get some benefits from it? Yeah. So any session is going to be beneficial, I'm going to answer every day, every day. And does that mean that you need to be doing a 45 minute holotropic, really intense breathwork session every day? No. Can you? Yes. However, over time, I'd really look at how, how do you feel Um, your nervous system? Do you feel really stimulated? Because oftentimes, like I was mentioning earlier, there's times that we actually need more grounding, more softness, more peace. Can you do those techniques every day, though? Technically, you can. However, what I'm really going to, what I recommend my students, my clients, is having a daily practice every single day sitting with yourself. And automatically, I mean, I can already feel the resistance. It's like, oh, let me just add that to my list. I got a journal and I got to do affirmations. And now you want me to do breath work every day. But ultimately, if we cannot prioritize our beingness, our mental, our emotional, our energetic, all five layers of our koshas, of our our being, no one else is going to do it for us. And it's so easy to look at it as this is something I got to do, but it's really who you're going to become. We don't leave our house without brushing our teeth. At least I hope we don't. I don't. (laughs) We don't even think about it. It's not like, oh, dang it. I got to go brush my teeth. We just do it. It's like, that's part of what we do. And so I would, I always suggest for my students, 
I tell them, and, and they're kind of surprised when I say this, I would much rather you sit with yourself in a simple breath for five minutes, but every single day or most days than not, than do some big old, huge old breathwork session one or two times. The long-term effects, the consistency, the dedication, the devotion to yourself, you're going to build and compound on and compound on and compound on the breakthroughs you're going to have through the resistance of showing up to yourself every day alone will be far more transformational than you doing even one breathwork session a month. And if you're experiencing resistance, just in hearing that definitely sit with yourself for five minutes every single day. What I encourage people to do to start, maybe you do find a video that's 10 minutes that you really like. I actually have a couple on my IGTV that I've specifically created that are only 10 minutes and they would be perfect for every day. Guided breath work, pranayama, set a timer. You can choose. Okay. I'm committing to five minutes. Just like Leslie said, 10 minutes, just like Leslie said, set a timer, give yourself permission. Like, cause I know even me, it's like, we don't set a timer and then we keep opening our eyes. Has it been 10 minutes yet? Has it been 10 minutes yet? Right. Set a timer, give yourself that permission and sit with yourself, deepen the breath. You don't even got to know quote unquote, what to do. Breathe inhale through the nose, exhale through the nose, mouth remains closed inhale through the nose, exhale through the nose, mouth remains closed. And when you can do that, I'll say 11 days, 21 days, reach out to me. And it seems so simple. You're like, really? Okay. I was expecting like this big old answer. You would be so surprised how many people can't and won't. They think they need, they think they, it needs to be this big thing. They think it needs to be so hard. And so we'll resist what we, what actually will have us break through because in that there's going to be days where you're like, yeah, heck yeah, I did five minutes. And there's going to be days you are so uncomfortable in your body. You want to scream. So scream because ultimately this is what is imprisoned inside of you. And so five minutes every single day. And then of course we build and we build. But what I see happen is we try to build upon a, a broken, un, a broken, very shaky foundation. And then we wonder why we can't be consistent. We, and then, then it comes to, oh, well, I tried it and then I can't show up. And then we shame ourselves and then we contract. And then all of a sudden we're not, we're not in an empowered state at all. We're the total opposite. So build your solid foundation, show up to yourself every single day even if it's for five minutes and start building that trust with yourself, little by little collecting evidence of, I can show up, even if it's five minutes, I can show up. And once you've built that trusting relationship with yourself, that you can finish what you start and that you have all this evidence of all the times you have shown up, then we can build on that foundation. I love that. You just, I literally 
uh, I shared with Leslie earlier that I've been, and you guys might've seen on my stories, but I've been doing like a soft rebrand, um, like a little refresh. And when I was really diving into who are my clients, who am I, who am I talking to? And and that was like this big thing of like being able to show up consistently and like the same thing is like shaming ourselves for not showing up, but like not having a foundation or trying to dive into like, I need to do this for 30 minutes every day. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that it can be very simple, can be five minutes. Um, so I love that. I mean, I just love how that whole thing unfolded right there because it just nailed every last thing that I could have asked for in this podcast episode. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I'm sure you see it in your clients and I, I see it all the time is once you show up to those five minutes, naturally, it's not even a forced motivation. Naturally, you're like, I want to do 10 tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Now I want to like, I want to meditate and I want to journal. And it, it shifts from this have to, I got to do this, this to-do list to this is who I am. This is who I'm becoming. It's a big difference energetically and emotionally when we come from that space. Yeah. And when you're feeling, starting to feel the benefits and you realize how much better you function in your day, because you set aside that five minutes, that 10 minutes, yeah, it becomes, you know, this, this thing that you center your day around versus, oh, I got to do this. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was such a powerful conversation and I already can't wait to just listen back (laughs) (laughs) for myself. (laughs) Um, I will be linking um, everything in the show notes. So Leslie's tribe and her upcoming class on October 1st, I'm assuming you said the first. Yes, the next one is October 1st. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I will have all of that linked in the show notes so they know where to find you, but thank you so much for coming on today and just having this conversation with me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.